Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The NFL has decided to uphold Broncos safety Kareem Jackson's four game suspension. When will he be able to return? And what will the Broncos do at the safety position in the meantime? Plus, we answer some of your mailbag questions on today's brand new installment of Good Morning Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. Welcome to a freshly brewed installment of Good Morning Broncos, your daily Broncos YouTube show here on Mile High Sports. You get us every single weekday, Monday through Friday at 9 o'clock a.m. Mountain Time. I'm Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports. Make sure you check out everything we have going on here, milehighsports.com, for all your written content, columns, and more. On top of that, here on the YouTube page, Mile High Sports is every team, every day you get Broncos coverage here with GMB. You get the Denver Nuggets coverage with the Pickaxe and Roll podcast. You get all that stuff. So do us a favor, hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on what's going on with your favorite Colorado sports teams. Now, really on today's show, this is a very, very interesting time. Just want to be up front here tomorrow. There will be no GMB. It's Thanksgiving Day. So make sure you enjoy time with your family. Uh, I know I've got to go to practice tomorrow. The Broncos will be holding a practice, so we'll obviously go, go there, watch that. We'll get some open locker room stuff. Uh, and then Friday we'll be back for GMB to kind of recap everything that, that has gone on, maybe react to some of the games that we've seen on Thanksgiving Day. But aside from all that, the Broncos are back at practice here today at the Centura Training Center. I think a lot of the questions that we're going to be looking for have to pertain to the safety position now that Kareem Jackson, his suspension has been upheld by the NFL and he will miss the next four games. So he'll miss the Cleveland Browns, the Houston Texans, Los Angeles Chargers, and the Detroit Lions game. He will be eligible to return for the Broncos Christmas Eve showdown in primetime against the New England Patriots. So there's a lot of stuff going on right now, and it's a little bit of unfortunate news here for the Broncos. You guys heard me on the latest installment of GMB. I'm not very happy with the NFL's decision to suspend Kareem for four games. The thing is just how the game is today, how the rules are. Players like him are just not going to – it's not going to work out for him. I mean, he's being a target based on how physical and how hard he plays – and you don't see consistency across the entire NFL. I think that's where the biggest issue, the biggest source of frustration is, is that when you look across the league, at other positions just other than defense, you look at offensive positions that involve physicality and contact, there's not a lot of consistency with how the NFL talks about player safety and engagement and things like that. The NFL, they march out. We care about player safety, yet they still hold games on Thursday night football. So for me, I just, I, I don't buy it. It is what it is. It's unfortunate. And, you know, for a guy like Derek Brooks, who oversaw the appeal that Kareem Jackson had put in, saw it the last time, reduced it from four to two. Derek Brooks is a guy who played very, very physical, very, very violent football when he had the helmet and the shoulder pads on, right? But it's a lot different, though. When you are an NFL player, you have the shoulder pads, the helmet, the jersey, but then it's different when you go work for the NFL league office. You put on the suit. You become a different person. And unfortunately, that's the case here with a lot of guys that go and work for the NFL after their careers are done is they become the company man. Uh, so it's unfortunate. Kareem will miss the next four games here for the Denver Broncos. So now that begs the question here, what is Denver going to do at safety? The ideal replacement is P.J. Locke at this point. But there are major questions at least this week 
around P.J. Locke's status and potential availability against the Cleveland Browns. Now, in the Buffalo Bills game where the Broncos won on Monday Night Football, P.J. suffered an ankle injury, was unable to return in that game, and then missed last week against the Minnesota Vikings. So there's a lot of questions. Today's practice, I think, will be a big indicator. Do we see P.J. on the side field like he was last week, or do we see him on the practice field participating in team stretch, doing individual period? That, I think, is the biggest key here. And obviously, you want to see him move to the point where he goes from team stretch individual to being a full participant doing team drills as well. So we'll have you covered with that, all the written stuff at milehighsports.com once the injury report releases a little bit later on here today. I'll break all that stuff down there. But the ideal nature is that, yeah, P.J. Locke would be the guy to step in for Kareem Jackson. That's what happened when Kareem got suspended the first time. But because of his injury, a lot of questions here. If that's the case, is it going to be Delaire and Turner Yell who has struggled at the safety position this season? Look, he's a young guy, and, and I've always said this as well. For a young guy, you have to to get the experience, right? Or else you're never going to grow from it. It's hard to develop as an NFL safety when you're just playing special teams and you're not getting a lot of reps on defense. And unfortunately, he was thrown into the fire a little bit this year because of injuries to Justin Simmons, obviously the thing to Kareem Jackson. And so Turner Yell is in a very, very interesting point here because you know there's a lot of pressure on him. Not only does he have the role that he has on special teams, but if he steps in, opposing teams are going to look to target him, right? He's been in an area where teams are like, oh, number 32's in. He's a young guy. He doesn't have a lot of experience. Let's try to do whatever we can to attack him with, you know, in the run game, showing a different look. Can we get him to bite up in the play action? I mean, these are things that the Buffalo Bills did capitalize on on that Monday night game when Turner Yo had to step into the safety position. But he's also made some plays this season as well. So it's not entirely been bad for Turner Yo. It's just the, the things you got to deal with. It's the bumps and bruises you got to take as a young guy and your team has to take those bumps and bruises because you don't have enough depth at the safety position. I mean, the loss of Caden Stearns this year has been massive for Denver, obviously losing him in week one to a season ending injury. That was brutal. It was just unfortunate. And then now lock his injury status kind of up in the air here. We'll see where things are at. We'll provide you with an update a little bit later on as we go about here, but Denver is going to be at a very interesting point here right now, four game win streak. Now you have four games. you got a tough one coming up here on Sunday against the Cleveland Browns, and then you begin your three straight road game trip that you're going to have that features Houston, red hot with C.J. Stroud, the struggling Los Angeles Chargers that are Jekyll and Hyde up and down at this point, and then obviously a tough, tough game against the Detroit Lions who are running the football really, really well. So Denver is going to have their work cut out for them in the next four weeks here, and I think if they can come out, win three of these four games, and I think ideally if we see them – improve any areas in which they need to improve on offensively, which is being more consistent overall with the operation, the scheme. Look, Russ is, is playing well for Denver. He's playing efficient. The run game has to continue to get going here. That has to be an emphasis. And then I think just protection overall in the passing game has to be much better than it has been. Russ has been making some great things happen, but he's been forced to take what the defense is giving him. And that's okay. Hey, nothing's coming across the short to intermediate. We have to dump it, check it down and get yards. And they've been getting a lot of production out of that, but they're going to need way more production going forward from other positions and other players. If the offense hopes to sustain, they're going to have to put up points. That's one of the bigger things here. They can't stall out the way that they did in the third quarter against the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday night football. So there's a lot riding on that and uh, we'll see where things are at here for Denver going forward. But um, these are the storylines that they're going to be going into here this week, obviously without veteran safety, Kareem Jackson, once again, his suspension upheld Four games he will miss. He'll miss in total. When we talk about between fines and time missed this year, 
when we talk about the, the financial impact, it's already close to a million dollars in which he's missed or lost out on that he will overall miss out on this season. That's it's a tough thing to swallow. And I honestly would not be surprised if Kareem retires after this season. He's going to be one of those players that no matter what, the NFL is always going to have a bigger microscope on him. He's always played hard-hitting, physical football. This is who he's been. And unfortunately, the NFL is trying to get rid of that. I agreed a lot with what Tom Brady had said on the Stephen A. Smith show about how he sees a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL and that defensive players, it's not the defensive players' jobs to protect the offensive players. He says it's offensive players and their coaches. He said the coaches, you know, he said coaching is very mediocre this year. And, and in terms of what you see in the NFL product, that when he was playing, when Tom Brady was playing, coaches worked on with their players how to protect themselves, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And he even made a note like guys like Ronnie Lott, Ray Lewis. He said, I never threw in those directions where they were at because I knew they were going to get knocked out. He said, the game is not like that anymore. He said, defensive guys, like they're getting flagged for hard hits. And so they're taking that out of the NFL. They're seeing it consistently. And I think also going back to what I said, you're seeing those calls consistently, but in the inconsistency in which the subject and the discipline and how the calls come about is something that is very frustrating to see in today's NFL. So a little bit of a vent and a rant on that session here, but we do have some Broncos mailbag questions that we are going to get to here from some Broncos fans that sent their stuff in on Mile High Sports. You're going to get that coming up in just a moment. Real quick, let me tell you about Superbook Sports, the sponsor of today's episode of the show. Refer a friend and earn a $50 bonus this season with Superbook Sports. Superbook is the most trusted name in sports wagering, and you don't want to miss their refer a friend bonus. All you need to do is click on a refer a friend link under your profile on the Superbook app. Share the promo code with friends, and you will get a $50 bonus for everyone who registers using your code. So win money wagering and win money referring this season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Conditions, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey Nuggets fans, Ryan Blackburn here, host of the Pickaxe and Roll podcast on Mile High Sports. We've got the best Denver Nuggets coverage around, so make sure not to miss an episode and subscribe down below to the Mile High Sports YouTube channel. Nuggets off to a great start. Make sure not to miss a thing on Mile High Sports. Make sure you all check out Ryan Blackburn's Pickaxe and Roll podcast here, part of Mile High Sports. He does that, and also they do weekends with Swiper as they break down what's going on with the Denver Nuggets. Check it out here on MHS's YouTube page here. Let's get to some mailbag questions we got sent in. we got a couple of sent in overall from some listeners, some viewers of the show here. First one comes in from Jim, and the question that he asks here is, will the Broncos open things up in the passing game with tight ends going forward? This is a great question because this is something I've been kind of pounding the table for here. Now, I will say, I think Adam Troutman did a pretty good job this past game against the Minnesota Vikings, especially in that two-minute drill in the first half. We saw him catch a couple of passes vertically up the middle seam, but really, Denver hasn't had much of an element in the passing attack to tight ends, and I was a little bit surprised we did not see Lucas Kroll activated for the second consecutive game. He got the call up on Monday Night Football against Buffalo. We didn't get to see him on Sunday Night Football. So part of me was wondering, is that all relative to the scheme, the game plan, because of Minnesota's defense, their front seven, how they're able to get pressure on the quarterbacks? 
I don't know if that was part of the dynamic or the decision that, you know, kind of led to him not getting some reps there. But, you know, I think what we saw Monday Night Football, Lucas Crow can get open. He's got legitimate speed, but he just, you know, it, Russ has time against Buffalo. There's one play he comes up on a wheel route. He's cleaned up the seam. And it looked like when Sean Payton, you know, when Russ was coming off the field on the broadcast, it looked like Sean Payton had said, throw the seam. So I think maybe they missed something there, but Denver hasn't had that dynamic. And unfortunately, I think the absence of Greg Dulcich looms a little largely here so far this season because Denver's production is coming from wide receivers and it's coming from running backs in terms of the passing game. And look, now, while you have to have that dynamic, don't get me wrong, it's it's a little one-dimensional, right? Because teams know like, okay, hey, there's a tight end on the field. We're not worried about the tight end. We're just worried about Cortland Sutton. We're worried about Jerry Judy. Whoa, number 25 is in the game. We got to worry about him out of the backfield as a potential pass catcher there. Javante Williams. Teams aren't necessarily scared of the Broncos tight end group. And I think that right there, you have to find a way to create this element of, okay, well, hey, if you're not going to respect it, we're going to hit you. We're going to get you with something. We haven't seen that yet so far from Sean Payton and the Broncos offense. So for me, maybe get Lucas Kroll up. And, and this is just the unfortunate nature. I do think tight end will be a big area of need for them in the offseason, whether it be free agency, whether it be the NFL draft. But Denver's tight end position right now, look, a lot of these guys are just mainly blockers. They were brought in to be blocking guys and extra pass protection. And I, there's value to be had in that. But when your passing offense can become a little bit one-dimensional in a sense in terms of how many options and who you have, I mean, we're not even seeing sit routes. We're not even seeing curls or hitches. We're not even seeing you know drag routes from the tight ends. Like that's That's an area where teams, like most NFL teams, are using their tight ends. We're not seeing that in Denver, and I think that's a little bit of a trending concern here. We'll see if that changes. Maybe Sean Payton has something up his sleeve for the final half of the season, but you know, begs the question to see when are we going to see something different than what we've been seeing from the tight end position overall. I think that's a great question. The next one comes in from Ryan. He asked the question here, in your opinion, who has been the biggest catalyst for change on the Broncos' defense since they've started to have recent success? This is a great question because I feel like there could be quite a few players that we can name here. If I have to give recognition, if I have to give flowers to somebody that I think is, deserves the most credit in terms of being intricate to what Denver's doing defensively, I'm going to go with Jaquan McMillan inside the nickel. Ever since he stepped up and replaced the Sang Bassey, obviously with the news that Kwan Williams not going to return this season after he has to have another ankle surgery, Jaquan McMillan has really stepped up and stepped in because this is a guy who's on the practice squad all of last season. He gets the call up week 18 against the Chargers, plays outside cornerback against Mike Williams, does a great job. And we're like, okay, hey, we're very excited about what he can do. And then the preseason, we started seeing him play on the outside. But then in like in the second half, he'd switch and he'd be playing inside the nickel. And all of a sudden, Denver was like, okay, this guy has uh, you know some good traits to him. He got a sack in the preseason. Uh, obviously, for him, he's just a guy that's around the football. And, and he's contagious in terms of his pursuit to the football. Anytime it's running away from him, he's got great backside pursuit. It's running to him. He's taking great angles to cut off the running lane there and allows other guys like in trail technique to get there, right? Because if he forces him, you know, the runner inside, then he's forcing him into Alex Singleton and pursuing defensive linemen. Like he's very technically sound. And I think he's been very intricate there. And I think so far in Denver's defense, look, not only is Justin Simmons being on the back end important, but Jaquan McMillan understands the scheme. He's very great at communicating. If you ever watched the game and you see motion to him, you see he's over communicating. He's talking to the corner. He's talking to the linebacker. He's talking to the safety. Like they are making sure that there's no confusion before the ball is snapped there. And I, I love that about him, his instinctual nature to be able to play the game. He's got a nose for the football, the interception. I mean, he's had three straight games where he's had a takeaway as a defender. And that is huge. That's massive for what the Broncos need defensively. He's been a big catalyst. I think for their turnaround and I'm excited to see what he can continue to do going forward. But 
Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, there's other guys too. You can give an honorable mention to, you know, maybe the personnel shifting that you've seen. Like Vance Joseph deserves a lot of credit for the changes he's made now. In the last two games, Denver has struggled to stop the run. And that's obviously a little bit of a concern that we saw a little bit early on in the season here. Is that just a two game skid here? Or is Denver going to find a way to buckle down? At times, they've gone to a 4-3 defense where they have Drew Sanders, Josie Jewell, Alex Singleton at the same time. And then they have their four. Obviously, they have uh, you know Baron Browning, Jonathan Cooper, and then they'll have Zach Allen and DJ Jones. I mean, that's a pretty good lineup right there in terms of stopping the run. Will we see a little bit more of the of that, excuse me on that, but I, I think a lot of that is really contingent upon, okay, what type of personnel is the opposing offense going to bring out? What do they really excel at? I mean, this week you're going to see a, a rookie quarterback, Dorian Thompson Robinson. And, and so for my, for my question that I have here is for him, for a rookie, what protects a rookie, right? It's a run game. Okay. Well, there's Kareem hunt and obviously they lost Nick Chubb this year. That was a big blow to them for what the Cleveland Browns are looking to do. But how do you protect a young quarterback? Well, you run the football. And I think if Denver's emphasis is to stop the football, look, you're going to see a matchup between Patrick Sertan and Amari Cooper. I like that matchup. I think those guys, both Bama guys, are going to give each other some good looks, some good work there. But I think Denver, if they can try to get out there and sell out against the run, I think they're going to force a young rookie quarterback to have to throw the football. And Denver has been very good in that department so far in the last four weeks. So we'll see where things transition and how things change here going forward for the Broncos. But with that said, Broncos country, thank you so much for rocking with us this morning here on Good Morning Broncos. If you ever want to get involved in our Broncos mailbags, Cody at Mile High Sports, you can send us an email with your question. We'll be sure to get to it here on the show. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll be back on Friday for a brand new installment of the show. What's up, guys? Kim Becker here with Mile High Sports. Make sure you guys are following us on social media so that you never miss a Mile High Sports daily. Monday through Friday morning, we'll post a video hosted by me catching you up on everything you need to know when it comes to sports right here in the Mile High State. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you name it, we're there, and we've got you covered for everything Colorado sports.